That's an amazing total, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. Okay, so my name's Paul. My glasses have just fallen. Honestly, honestly, seriously, I don't know how long I've had these glasses and I still can't work out what you're supposed to do even when you get up and talk. People taking the mickey out of me for putting them on my forehead. Like that. It's a God-given gift. I've got a big forehead and big eyebrows. That's why he gave them to me. I know you're jealous. It's, it's just... But I could, like, if you do that as well. They just naturally... They do naturally fall down. Honestly, it is a gift. Okay, is this up there? Is this going to work, Dan? I'm running my own slides this morning. They have been um, spell-checked. Yes. Okay, so... As I said, my name's Paul, one of the pastors here, and Hastings is uh, the venue that, um, that I love, that I'm a part of, and, um, and I've got the privilege to speak for the next, uh, <laughs> we'll see, um, I've been given about 25 minutes, half hour, and um, that's what I'll take, honest promise. And um, so a few things that have really resonated with me this week so far. My name's Paul, and this is what I'm like. Me when someone is too cheerful in the morning. Honestly, I, anyone else in here struggle with cheerful people in the morning? It's time to be honest. Am I the only one? Well, you can be honest. Come on, there's got to be some honesty. That's me on a good day. If you see me on a bad day, these are just social media things I've seen this week that have made me laugh, and I thought, you know what, that is so much like me. You can't tell me this isn't you. Me trying to stay sleepy when I'm going to the toilet at 4 a.m. in the morning. Honestly, that is definitely me. You know you've got to go. You don't want to go because you just want to sleep. You've got no choice, otherwise it might get a bit messy. Any Star Wars fans? This is 100% me. If you're a Star Wars fan, admit it, at least once in your life, you seriously try to move an object using the Force. I, I still do it. If you don't know what Star Wars is, if you don't know what the Force is, you literally close your eyes, you do some sort of motion with your hand like that, and you really concentrate on an object. And the, if you use the Force, the object moves like rocks and bricks. And I once tried this, trying to unwrap... This is... An, oh, I can't believe. This is a genuine, honest, um, honest thing. You can ask my sister. I tried to unwrap my sister's Easter eggs when I was seven, using the Force in a way that the chocolate would come out and the shape of the actual wrapper would still remain. Didn't work, funny enough. <laughs> Genuinely, I just unwrapped it anyway, ate it, and then put the foil back. And I'm now 58, my sister's early, no, 48. <laughs> I'm now 48. My sister's uh, five years older than me, which I love to, um, love to remind her of, and she still reminds me of this. Anyway, another thing that's been really resonated with me this week, and actually some of us in the team, as well as this whole idea of spiritual gifts. And um, if you're new to church, if this is your first morning, okay, then please don't get freaked out. We're not here to do some sort of psychic show or anything like that. That's genuine, okay? When we talk about spiritual gifts, you might not be used to some of the stuff we're talking about. If you're in church, you're used to this. If you're not, this is all going to be totally new to you. So, but hopefully for everyone in the room, we can come away with an understanding, again, of why spiritual gifts exist, what they are, and this whole question of who me. Basically, you're in the safest place whatsoever. There is a God that's real, a God that loves us, and a God that gives us gifts 
for the church, that are for our benefit and for everyone around us. And if you've got a loving God who's genuinely wanting to be involved in the planet and the world that we live in, the gifts he gives are safe. They're all right. Okay, so I want to say that right at the start. Okay, nothing's going to happen, nothing weird's going to happen, but obviously if you're not used to this kind of thing, then, um, then it's good to kind of open it up. Okay, just two minutes. Talk to the person to your left or to your right. One thing, what would you say to encourage yourself right now? Go for it. One thing that you would love to say to yourself to encourage you right now. Okay? It can be funny. You don't have to get too serious. If you want to get serious, go for it. All the men are like, I'm not talking about my feelings. <laughs> One thing that you want to say to yourself to encourage yourself. What would you love to say? If you haven't got no one to talk to, get a mirror out, look at yourself and say, you're looking good. It's all right. <laughs> Go on, Dave. <laughs> Fascinating question to ask yourself. But the thing is, a lot of us need encouraging along the way in life. I don't know about you, but encouragement can be one of those things that actually kind of wanes as the week goes on. And, and every now and again, someone can say something that will give you a real boost of encouragement, a real bit of confidence about what you're doing or who you are and that kind of thing. The reason why I say that is, we'll come to it in a minute, but that is one of the main reasons for spiritual gifts. One of the main reasons for spiritual gifts is all about encouragement. But what we're going to do, we're going to quickly look at the bigger picture of why spiritual gifts, okay? And then we're going to break it down a bit as we go along. The first bit we need to remember about spiritual gifts is this. If you believe in God or you don't believe in God, either way it's okay, okay? What the Bible says about God, the Bible's the book that Christians go on, is this. In the beginning, God made everything. God made everything that you can think of, that you know, everything that we don't know, and he made us as well, okay? And the wonderful thing about God is, the wonderful thing about God is he loves amazingly what he has made. Amazingly what we, that he has made. The story goes, okay, that man fell away from God. We turned our back from God, went one way. Sin came into the world. Okay, this is all a bigger story kind of stuff. But what I want to try and get across is there's a separation between God and us. And God didn't like that. Because God loves us enough to come and work out that separation so that it no longer exists, or there's a way of that being worked out, okay? And now on God's heart, he wants everyone to know that there is an answer so that we can come back to himself. So in a sense, God is in search of everyone, trying to tell them, I'm here, I'm real, you're separate from me, but there is a way for you to come back to me, and that is an incredible amount of news. That's good news. That's good news. John 15, Jesus walks the planet, goes around, and he uses an illustration of a vine. Now, a vine is the, the tree that grapes grow on, and that you get wine from. Amen. And... Um, but the thing is, Jesus, and in the whole history of the Bible, you see the vine used as an illustration of God showing the world, 
the whole world that he exists because it's like a vine that grows good fruit and you go up to the fruit and you can taste and see that it's good and what God's trying to say to the whole planet is come to the vine that's me come to the vine that's me take some fruit and taste and see that actually I am very real and I am very good it's the kind of illustration Jesus was getting across where he actually said Jesus is the vine and as a Christian you are a branch and as a branch you bear fruit for the whole world around you to see that God is real that God's got something to say and that he does exist what other thing and what is like does that make sense and it's a really quick overview but that's where we've got to start when we start talking about spiritual gifts. There is a God that wants the world to know what he's like. The next bit we've got to remember. So we display God individually and together. God at work in us, so we display God to everyone around us. That happens individually, but that happens corporately as well. And spiritual gifts are given to us to help fulfill our mission of showing God to the world around us. That's the key element of why God has given us spiritual gifts. They are for our benefit, but actually they're for the benefit of the church because we're on mission to show the world that there is a God, that he loves, that he's present and that he is interested in people's lives and there is a way for us to come back to him in right relationship. Spiritual gifts equip us to do that. Is that all right? Can I move on? Okay. I hope this makes sense to everyone in the room. So the Bible breaks it down a bit more. If you want to take a photo of that, please do. Go and have a look. Okay, I haven't got time to go through all of them. Spiritual gifts are here to equip us for mission. To go. That's the first thing, 1 Corinthians 1, 7. They're here to equip us to preach the gospel. Those first two things tell me one thing. Spiritual gifts are not here for you alone. They're here for the good of those around you that don't know who Jesus is, that haven't got a relationship with God, haven't got a relationship with Jesus. Spiritual gifts are here for bigger than what happens even in this room on a Sunday. They're here for mission. 1 Corinthians 14, 12 tells the spiritual gifts are here to build up the church. What does that mean? It means to encourage each other. It means to get good input into who we are so that there's life, so that there's encouragement, so that there's truth, so that there's teaching, so that there's correction when we need it. All these different things are there to build us up. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says they're for the common good. Spiritual gifts are for the good of everyone sitting in this room at this moment in time with not one person left out. The common good. Spiritual gifts are here to serve others and for God's glory, which goes back to what I just said about spiritual gifts are here to reveal God to other people. It's God at work in us, through us, to show them that I'm here, I'm real but also to bless us, to change us and to help us grow to maturity, which is Ephesians 4, 1, uh, 11 to 16. 
So the reason why God gives spiritual gifts is above and beyond it feeling good and exciting. It has a deep reason and purpose in the local church that he wants to give these gifts for some of these reasons and some of these purposes. They're a good thing. They're an exciting thing. So that's some of the why. What about the what? What are they? What are spiritual gifts? How long have I got? I've got 15 minutes left, I reckon. Person to your left, person to your right, person behind you. I've just, <laughs> if, you, if you want to take your photo of that one, you can do, but it's a question, it's a bit of a weird one. Have I spelt weirdest right? I have, haven't I? Yeah, thank goodness for that. It's one of them words you're like, I after E or E after I, I don't know that rhyme. What is the weirdest birthday present you've ever had? A friend of mine bought his wife drain rods. <laughs> genuine, <laughs> genuine thing. He bought his wife drain rods for his birthday. What's the weirdest birthday present you've ever had? Or talk to each other. What do you think a spiritual gift might look like? We've said about the wise. What do you think a spiritual gift might look like? Go for it. Have a chat. What's the weirdest present you've ever been given? Or... If you want to talk about spiritual gifts, what do you think that's like? Honestly, what do you think that's like? How does it work? I'll give you one more minute. Okay, just to let you know if you're wondering, my friend's wife wasn't overly impressed with the fact that she opened up a birthday present on birthday morning, I got some, got some drain rods, I somehow think he was getting his wife a present that was more suitable for him. Okay, so spiritual gifts, what are they? First thing we've got to start with, we worked out the why, first thing you have to start with with spiritual gifts is this. 1 Corinthians 13, it's all about love, it's all about love, it's not about the gift in itself, okay, we'll see in a minute that one of the gifts is teaching, now you can be the best teacher on the planet, yet if you go around and talk to people like they're a piece of dirt, you're missing the point, 
Or if you're getting across a message and trying to teach and absolutely slaughtering the people in front of you and there's no love in it, the Bible talks about that being a, a clanging symbol. It's like, dong. It ain't going nowhere because there's no foundation of love behind the gift of God that he has given the church. It starts with love. It has to express love. And personally speaking, I think what that says is don't even take a step forward with a spiritual gift before checking your heart and making sure that you're in right. Is this, is this, is this coming from love? Because you can say things that are 100% truthful, but if they're not soaked in love, you might just get people's backs up and cause a bit of disunity and people won't be able to hear what you're saying because of the attitude that's coming towards them. Has everyone ever had that? I've had that a few times, not just in church, outside of church. Just want to be truthful with you. Okay, and it's not soaked in love. And you just get hammered and you're like, oh, cheers, thanks for that. It's not what God wants. This is about love, firstly. The second thing, it's about unity. It's about unity. Beautiful bit in 1 Corinthians 12. If you want to read about spiritual gifts, go to 1 Corinthians 12. I know I haven't read much out, but it's all up there. So please take photos. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the body being different parts. If the body was one huge eye, it'd be quite funny. It'd just be rolling about. But it wouldn't be able to pick anything up. It wouldn't be able to speak. It would just be rolling about. Does anyone else see that? No, okay, it's just me. I'm such a visual learner. I'm just seeing his eye kind of going, oh, hello. Talks about the body being so many different parts, all with its individual purpose and reason for being. And when the church get hold of that and do that and understand that spiritual gifts are there and they are so diverse... And yet when they all work together, it's like a body working together in unity. And that's a display of God among the nations in a wonderful way. It's about love. It's about unity for God's display. What are they? It's about God's supernatural ability showing up in our lives. There are certain things we do and say. So if you're a teacher, you can stand up and teach. That's brilliant. But that's not really what a spiritual gift is. A spiritual gift comes, it's almost like God blesses it and really uses your natural talent at times to be able to get across some stuff. And it's a gift to the church. I can stand up in a, in a school and try and teach. I wouldn't get anywhere. You might be thinking, you're not getting anywhere now, mate. But maybe when I do it in church, there's something a bit different to what, to what happens when I'm elsewhere. Something just fits right. And God just seems to have his hand on something. God's supernatural ability shows up in our lives. And I genuinely believe this, and I think the Bible teaches it, that every single believer has a spiritual gift. Every single believer has a spiritual gift. Okay, now this is where the challenge comes in. Every single believer has a spiritual gift. And we're going to go through some of those now. All right? No. There's some things that I want to say that spiritual gifts are not before we move on. I didn't see them things glaring at the bottom. Spiritual gifts are not a thing in themselves. What I mean by that is someone's bought a spiritual gifts. Woohoo, that was exciting. Now let's go on. It's not about the spiritual gift. It's about God speaking and building up and encouraging the local church. What comes of it? What do you do with it? Do you listen to it? What if someone's bought to you, something's brought to you personally? 
How, what do you do with that? The Bible talks about weighing it up. It's like, what's the truth in that? Is there any truth in that? What do I do with it? You've got to ask questions around this stuff. But it's not just about the gift in itself. It's about the reason why God gave us the gifts. It's to encourage. It's not about our personal message. What I mean by that is you might have a buzz thing in your mind at the moment and you want to stand up and give a word on a Sunday morning. But really it's about what's going in you and your frustrations than it is about what is God actually saying to us at this moment in time. I have to check myself on that every now and again, if I'm honest. It's like, right, okay, is there an attitude in this or not? Do you understand that? Is that right? Okay. It's not a Sunday thing. It's not just for this. It's for every day. It's for your small groups. It's for your family. It's for you and your mates. It's not just here. It's for everyday life. It's not a maturity thing. You don't have to be, have a certain amount of maturity as a Christian to all of a sudden be given a gift. Everyone's got a spiritual gift. Maturity comes into it, but it's, you don't get a gift by being mature. It's not a get-out clause. One of, the, um, one of the gifts is evangelism. That means we don't all sit back and let the evangelist get on with it. It's like, now we're all called to mission. The evangelist comes to encourage us and equip us, but we're all called to that. So it's not a get-out where I can say, I'm not doing that. That's for him to do over there. Sorry about that. <laughs> that, one, that one don't work. And it's not perfect. When we use the spiritual gifts, sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes it's in part. So we hear something of God and sometimes a bit of us comes into it. And the Bible talks about that. But that does help us be a bit aware of the fact that when we're talking to someone else and we're talking to them into their life, we have to be careful what we bring and how we do it. It's not going to be perfect. No one has the 100% word of God here. Only God has that but he wants to express something through us. Here's what some of them are. We're nearly there. Are you with me? This is helpful for me, all right? This is how I remember spiritual gifts, broken up into three different things. First, a lot are called the ministry gifts, 1 Corinthians, apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. These are gifts given to the church that are a bit rarer, but they're given to really push us on as a body to go somewhere. Evangelists encourage us to evangelize. The pastor cares, but more than cares, actually probably wants to see all of those happen in the best way possible, but really isn't equipped to do the whole lot. He just wants to see the church flourish and grow to the capacity and the, and the thing that it's called to be. Um, you've got teachers, you've got pastors, you've got prophets, you've got evangelists, you've got teachers. Okay? I'm not gonna, I haven't got time to go through them all. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, you've got what we call manifestation gifts. Now, these are the ones that can get a bit sensationalised. They can get a bit sensationalised, but we need to hold them in place. These are the things like word of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, prophecy, distinguishing spirits, tongues, and interpretation. How long have I got? Man, I ain't got long. I'm going to give, I'm going to give a bit of an understanding of what a couple of those is. What's a word of wisdom, ability to make wise decisions, offer advice to others. This isn't just from our own trial and error or our own personal experience, but through supernatural understanding from God that's always closely adhered to with the Bible. It's never going to be detrimental to the Bible. Never going to be that. Word of knowledge, 
deep understanding of the will and the ways of God personally and through scripture supernaturally can discern truths about spiritual matters in order to teach and direct the church sometimes God gives a word of knowledge about a particular situation or person in order to protect encourage or direct them in some kind of way I've had that once or twice and it has been pivotal but I haven't just heard it and then thought hey I'm just going to blindly go and just do whatever this person said I felt in here it's carried weight It's actually spoken to me at a time where I've been wondering about some stuff already and I've given it time. I've given it time. I don't give myself blindly over to this stuff. I consider it, I pray it, I work it through and then I see what's coming. So with any of these kinds of things, don't don't just blindly jump in and say, yeah, that's me, I'm off to a far off land or something. Just weigh it, be careful, be wise, share with people around it you trust open some of this up. Uh, is there any more on there? Discerning spirits, the ability to discern if a situation or person or event is good or evil, right or wrong, heavenly or demonic, helps protect God's people and lead in the right direction. That person is something I've felt at times for different things in different a- areas. My, I call it my alarm bells ringing. Something's done sit right somewhere. And it's, it, it makes me pray, if I'm honest. And, um, and it makes me act in some kind of way. And then you've got motivational gifts. Romans 12, 6 to 8. Things like prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, showing mercy. These are the things that get us moving. Spiritual gifts get us moving. Spiritual gifts encourage us personally, but get us motivated. And the spiritual gifts minister to us so that we can do all these things. They are an incredible idea from God. Incredible idea from God that when they work in unity and we all recognise that it's not an exhaustive list, but it's a good start, all of us will have one of those. And if we all grabbed hold of it and used it in love and realised that when we use this, this is a unity thing across the board... Churches flourish in a beautiful way and people are encouraged across the board. A mission really grabs hold and takes place. I've got one more minute. You're doing really well. I've heard this talk before and I was asleep. Who me? Spiritual gifts, who me? Just a couple of pointers. I hope this helps. If you're sitting there thinking, that's all well and good. I've been a Christian 20 years. I don't know what mine is. Okay, hopefully some of this stuff will just help. Who me? What's my gift? Maybe some practical help. Have a sit and think about what's following you. What do I mean by that? When, you, when you're involved in the life of the church, what are people saying about you? I just find you. You're, you just seem to have the ability to come and just bring encouragement at just the right time. It's possible that your gift might be encouragement. You might be doing it already without realising. Pray and ask, God, what do you think? What are you saying about me? What's the gift that you have given to me freely? Because you've given me one, not sure what it is. Let me know. Make it clear. What resonates with you? When you read that list, is there one that you think, oh, hello, something, I've got a bit of a nudge about that. that. There's something about that that intrigues me. There's something about that that really kind of, I would love to be able to bring that into the body of who we are as a church. I think this is a right to ask, what are you naturally good at? 
what are you naturally good at? Does God want to use that in the life of the church? And what would you like? I'm not saying, okay, I want to be an apostle. I'm off. It doesn't work like that. But consider, you know, what are the kind of ones that I might like, all right? That might be a helpful start. The Bible talks about dusting off your spiritual gifts. You might not have used it for a little while. You might have forgotten about it, okay? Do I need to dust off my gift? I've got some questions up there. Have you been discouraged in some way, shape, or form? Are you comparing yourself that I can't get up the front and do this stuff? This isn't it. Believe me, this isn't it. Spiritual gifts happen a lot more when you're having coffee than they do up here. They happen a lot, a lot more effective in one way. You don't have to come up here for your spiritual gift. It's incredibly effective when you're having coffee in all sorts of places, sending a message, send someone a text. There's all sorts of ways we can communicate nowadays. It's not about the platform. It's not. Get, just get that out of our thinking, Okay. Comparing yourself, feeling like there's no space. Again, what I mean by that is I can't use my gift. It's not just about this. Where can you use it? In your workplace. All sorts of things. In your small group. And have you just forgotten about it? Have you forgotten that I've, I might have a gift? I used to use it, but I don't anymore. That's all okay. All right? And the last bit, who me? If you're a Christian, yep. 100%. You'll have some sort of spiritual gift to bring in to the life of the church. I'm going to round up. I'm going to hand back over to Liz and Lee. Spiritual gifts, they're here to display God. They're here to do us good, but they're here to display God in the world that we live in as well. God wants to use us. Love and unity, essential. In, in the core of any gift, spiritual gift, there's got to be love and unity at the heart of it. There's one spirit, but there's many different gifts as we just um, worked out. They're there for the common good, they're there for mission, they're there for others, and they are there for you as well. So my question is, what's yours? Okay, dust it off. Let's begin to work some of this stuff out. Keep using it in all of life. And remember, they are a good, purposeful gift. I'm going to hand over to Liz and Lee. God bless.